Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're always waiting. So, oh, hang on. I've not read that one yet. I'll have a read of that afterwards. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, Easter folks, Easter folks, this is the best time ever for being a rugby league fan. My name's Dave Parkinson, this is of course Love Rugby League Weekly, joined by the gruesome twosome of rugby league chit chat. <laughs> it's Drew Derbyshire, it's James Messenger, I'm only kidding of course, but, um, thoughts? Um, this past week, yes, what's going on? I think it was quite a big surprise in the Saints Warrington game, wasn't it? Uh, not a lot of people were surprised that Saints won it, but say a lot of people were surprised, including myself, in the manner in which they won it. I thought it was going to be much closer than that. I actually think I put on uh, Drew's double last week that uh, it was going to be a tie <laughs> after the 80 minutes. There's um, no chance of that happening, was there? Uh, so, yeah... Um, it was a, it was a, it was a good game, wasn't it? It was a it was a, a nice surprise um, because James has been giving it beans over Warrington <laughs> in, re, in recent weeks. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it would be fair to say, you know, you've been really confident, James. Yeah. Do you feel like that you, you've had the rung of the ladder sort of yeah. took off you a little bit? I think it was a, a bit of a reality check, probably, because I think I think I think the thing with that game is that Saints once they got a couple of tries, they they, they kicked on quite a lot. The uh, and they, they, they produced a really good performance. As Drew said, you don't expect that kind of a difference in scoreline. Yeah. But then once they had the momentum, there wasn't a way back in for Warrington. It just kept going. They kept moving forward with the Saints and the really good performance. But I don't think as well we can uh, go through this episode without talking about Mark Snade once again. Another drop goal for mm-hmm. FC. Yeah, we'll come to that. We'll come to that because he's been in the news as well, hasn't he? So, mm-hmm. uh, but what I want to do... I'll, We've done our sort of introduction. You know what we're talking about. We are Love Rugby League Weekly in association with Betfred. Uh, what's on site? What can people have a look at, Drew? Uh, off the record, went on online uh, on Wednesday. I've not that's, caught up with it. What's the, the big rumour? Oh, well, you're going to have to click on it, Dave. You're going to have to click on it and find out what's the big rumour. There's a lot of speculation surrounding the uh, state of mind round in, in Super League. Um, for the foreseeable future. What, they, they're not about getting rid of it? Yeah. Really? They're not about, they're not about um, Why? Maybe being dropped. Mm. 
Are they, are they confident that you know everyone's state of mind is good now? So we don't need to... No, that it, it's, it might be replaced by something else. Another round of similar sorts. You know what I think they'll, they'll probably end up doing? They'll probably end up doing like the NRL will, will everyone will end up in wearing pink and different shades and we'll have a women's round. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be a big thing, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, we've got the paper talk on. Um, we've got plenty of features on site this week. We've got all the latest news that we'll, we'll no doubt talk about, Dave. Uh, so head over to loverbelieve.com and check out the latest news, features, videos, podcasts, you name it. Well, to, to be fair, to be fair, I've put in a what's to come section because I've not had a chance to upload two podcasts that I've done <laughs> for, as a bit of an Easter special. So it will be possibly a late Easter special now because I'm not sure quite how whether I'll be able to get them on today and, and stuff like that. Uh, but the two podcasts that I've got ready to just about go live, I've got a special on Tato Heath that was down there last week when they played against Dewsbury in the Challenge Cup. They also won the Barla National Cup, which we're going to talk about, just touch upon in a couple of minutes' time. Uh, and our Steve Manning uh, caught up with the coach who actually played the last time that Tato Heath won the Barla National Cup. So there's a real good story there, and I, I really wanted to bring that to more people so that people could listen in. Uh, I've also done a little bit of a special, because last week I was over at the first round of the President's Cup, which is it's representative rugby. You know, So you've got teachers, you've got universities, you've got the UK Armed Forces, and the police who all play off against each other in a round-robin format over the course of about six or seven weeks every year. So the first round of fixtures happened last weekend, or last week, I should say, over at Lee Miners. And uh, I had a great chat with the coach of the UK Armed Forces, so that I'm really looking forward to bringing that to, to a wider audience as well. Uh, so yeah, so that's what's to come. Uh, I was thinking about your thoughts though, because we do love your involvement on this here show. Um, what do you make of Wakefield's business? This week, they've re-signed David Fafita, Kyle Wood, and they brought Mason Caton Brown back in, who had the, the quickest vacation in Canada known to man. He, he lasted, what, about four or five matches at the end of last season, and now he's back in rugby league. Yeah, well, he uh, he only signed the deal until the end of last season, didn't he? He only, he only signed with Toronto on, on short terms, and then I, I believe he's had a, a very, very brief stint in uh, Rugby Union 7s, uh, Playing for the England side in rugby union sevens. Uh, oh, and did he go on that route? Yeah. See, yeah. I've heard that they're on about cutting the money down that they pay uh, out in the sevens as well because um, well, it, apparently might. it costs a lot of money to send England rugby union sevens to all four corners of the world. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's been he's been doing that for a little bit, but obviously Wakefielders uh, have come in for him and said uh, there's a spot for you on the wing at Bellevue or the Mobile Rocket Stadium and. Uh, He's taking it with open arms. Obviously, he's, he's got a massive opportunity now to, to shine and to show what he's really about. Obviously, it, it was kind of the backup for Tom Johnston and Ben Jones Bishop last time around at Wakefield, but this time he'll have a starting position. He'll get a, a good run of games under his belt. Uh, we'll see what he's made of, uh, for sure. James, I know you're in the uh, David Fafita fan club. Is this the best bit of business so far in Super League, yeah. tying him down for another three oh, years? Definitely, because I think you look at Fafita and how he's performed and... I don't know if it's just me, but I think a lot of fans might have thought that he probably could have moved on to maybe bigger and better things, whether that was going back to the NRL, playing for a, a top-of-the-table side. But then the fact that they've tied him down is really good business. I think he's a, 
is an excellent player. He adds a lot of grunt to that forward pack. But it's the fact that the stats that he's producing week after week are ridiculous. Like I think in in Wakefield's last game, I might be wrong. I think he played the full eighty minutes, and for for a forward, that's all, almost unheard of. And I think I think he's been their shining light this year. I, well, I'll I'll just sort of say up until probably about ten years ago, it was the norm really. Not yeah, forwards, uh, but uh, now, now it's, it's become that, sort of. Where a lot of people they don't sort of see that anymore, do you? Of course, they're used to spells, aren't they? Well, that that that's the thing. Normally, in in the modern age, the prop forward what gets twenty or thirty minutes as a breather, has a half time, and comes back out. So they're normally doing about forty to fifty minutes mm. each. Mm. But the fact that he's done eighty minutes and he's, I think he's he's got the most tackle bus this season, or he's up there for the most tackle bus out of anyone in Super League, and I think. Out of out of the business that they've done in the last few weeks, he's been far and away the best one. Other things that perhaps you could talk about, or you know, chuck into the debate, uh, maybe um, uh, there's always somebody from Hull round about this time of year releases an article saying that the Hull derby is the biggest in rugby league. <laughs> I've already had my say on uh, on my social media. I reckon you can't look any bigger than Lee Miners against Lee East. <laughs> okay, but if you've got a different opinion, you want to voice it, then by all means join in. Um, another thing as well. We're going to say it's for me. Quality Where's banter, quality banter in rugby league. It's back thanks to Warrington and Witness and the way that they've been interacting this week. It was super, wasn't it? The initially the the video from Warrington was was great. It was it, it had everyone kind of laughing and poking fun at Witness, and then Witness came back with an even even better tweet. Witness on uh, the internet, I think, for a yeah, while. Yeah, the Vikings roasted the wolves. Uh, and it, it was just—it's great to see on social media. This, I think, this is what rugby league needs. Rugby league needs uh, to be different from all the other sports. I know it's the professional-looking football where there's not much going on on social media. It's very, very official. Uh, but I think rugby league to to maybe sell more tickets, but just to keep fans engaged. I think this is the kind of stuff. Stuff that, that that we need to see, and Warrington have killed it in the off, in we, the off season. We it? also saw St. Helens last week as well, yeah. uh, putting that picture on of the letter which had got sent to Wolfie, banning him from the stadium, and then the whole Wolfie turning up at the ground. Yeah, well, and that the, type of stuff. The, the interesting, Again, it's great, isn't it? Well, the interesting thing this year is I think a lot of the clubs have looked at Warrington and they've seen them doing a lot of that social media stuff, and they've seen how many more tickets have sold for for certain games. And obviously, if you're another Super League club, you you want a chunk of that, you want to increase your crowds, and I think that's something that's been really good. I think. I saw that the, the two Hull sides were doing a little bit of back and forth. I've had, I've had a lot of different things. I think some of the championship as well. And I saw today Swinton Lions trying to get in on the act with their game in Rochdale Hornets. So it's, it seems a no-brainer, really. And you think about how in the past a lot of them have been quite professional in the Twitter output. But then being professional doesn't necessarily get people to want to go to the games. Whereas if you're promoting it, making a big deal out of the players, poking fun, building those rivalries, that's what's going to get people going. Okay, so again, I'd love your thoughts on that particular uh, we, issue. Yeah, we also saw. I think I think it was Wigan doing the tweet as well um, with the the little meme of the the man of the woman and the man turning <laughs> around, and it said um, that the whole fans looking back at the Wigan and Saints derby, and then whole reply saying uh, is a derby the same if you're not in the, even in the same town. So uh, <laughs> there's been plenty of banter flying around on on social media between all clubs. I nearly responded to that Wigan one. And what I was going to set up is that that Mimi where he's looking and he's going, that's yeah. that's rugby union, <laughs> and then you've got Wigan rugby league is the girl in his arm, and that's Sean Edwards looking away and looking <laughs> I, back. You know what, I, think, I think someone did reply with that. Did they? I think someone replied with Wales rugby union badge with Wigan. Because <laughs> I, I was seriously thinking of doing yeah. that. And then I thought, yeah. 
Nah. I, I, I think that reply nearly got as many likes as, as the, <laughs> the official Lincoln tweet. But uh, I, I, I love it, mate. No matter which club it is, I think even if you're one of the smaller clubs in the divisions, like like Swinton Lions, they've got involved with it today. Uh, it just boosts the profile, doesn't well, it? it? You can't beat it. Well, it doesn't even necessarily have to just be Derby as well. I think we saw early in the season you had um, when Castleford were going to play St. Helens mm. and they were dubbing it as Classy Cats versus the Entertainers. And then that's not a particular Derby, that's just a high quality game. And then I think Warrington actually got in there and replied with something like, oh, how cute. It's obviously taken a leaf out of there, but, but it's, it's good to see all teams getting involved with this. And I think over time, we'll, we'll probably see more more fans going through the gates. We, we even saw it with uh, Batley and Dewsbury, didn't we, with the mascots as well, mm, earlier yes. on in the season. That, so so fair, so fair play to them. I've actually, I only realised that, well, I've only found out officially um, this week or last week, I can't remember which day in particular it was, but uh, the clubs uh, are going to get funding or something like that, depending on how they are on social media. There's, um, there's a return on investment, yeah, which yeah. everybody's talking about. So and as part of return on investment, mm-hmm. it's numbers signed up to our league. It's followers on Twitter and Facebook. It's how active your social media presence is. There's all kinds of stuff that is sort of worked in. Because I read something from, uh, I think it was Older, an Alderman ranked something like 14th out of the championship clubs. And the, and, and League One clubs, of course, and obviously they're looking at improving their standing, you know. So uh, they're, they're quite good on social media as well with the kind of things they put out there. But there's always room for improvement. There's always ways to go forward. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if anyone's seen my tweet um, last week on the Love Rugby League account where uh, I, I replied to Sport tweet on Messi playing a game with the sore eye. <laughs> with a, a picture of Cooper Cronk, uh, who played the NRL Grand Final last year with a broken shoulder, uh, we had quite, <laughs> we had quite a lot of football fans uh, replying to us, giving us a little bit of stick about that. But I think we had about two and a half thousand likes on that on the tweet there, so we're we're, we're getting involved as well. Okay, okay, well, mm-hmm. so I'll have to join in. I'll have to yeah. join in. Uh, I I prefer a, a real professional <laughs> look at social media <laughs> <laughs> don't go checking my feed in fact yeah do do yeah. no I'm only kidding um, we've already touched on the man Mark Sneed three year contract at Hull what do you reckon about it um, there's other people in the media who don't particularly rate Mark Sneed I've got to be honest I think he's a fantastic kicker I think what he can't do with the ball and kicking it in rugby is, is tremendous Yeah. but I think he could be a better halfback yeah, 100%. I think there's something missing. There's something, thought, just that missing, just that little bit of class for me. Yeah, I, I'm big on defence, Mido, as you, as you know. And I, I think he's a, he struggles defending at times. Um, I think he gets rolled over a couple of a couple of times per game. Uh, so I think he could, can improve on that. But with the introduction of the Golden Point extra time this season, does that, does that up Sneed's value? Because he's kicking? Because yeah. obviously he's already won two games for Hull FC this season. Well, one of my notes for when we talk about the Super League, actually. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No, no, no. It's actually, it's talking about Hull being Golden Point Specialists. Yeah. Um, and they've got a, they have a Golden Point yes, Specialist in the ranks. So, do, so does the introduction of the Golden Point rule um, make it all the more important for kickers? We, we look back at last season, Warrington in particular, struggled for drop goals. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't, Nailed a drop goal. Yeah, they couldn't hit a band door with a banjo. Uh, I, I remember, some of their efforts. Uh, 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 there were so many times. I lost count of how many times Tyron Roberts put a daisy cutter along the along the ground. Um, 
went straight under the crossbar and wide and obviously De- Declan Basson's a fantastic kicker but he weren't playing all game every game mm-hmm. uh, so he weren't on the field uh, Stefan Ratchford isn't as experienced as a, as a Mark Snee for example at taking a, a drop goal so I, I definitely think it, um, it, it adds a, a couple of noughts onto the, the price tag of, yeah. of players these days because look at Wigan as well Wigan haven't got a drop goal specialist but Wigan haven't even got a kicker well they've not they've not they've not, they've not had one for a for for quite a while, we're gonna have the. They've not had a kicker for quite a while. They pressed Smith into duty, yeah. didn't they? When he was there, really, and, and he, he wasn't as renowned for Corey Lambert. But I don't think since since Wigan got rid of well, Richards, really. Pat, Pat Richards, yeah, Richards uh, left the club. We're gonna have had a serious kicker because obviously Charlie had a go uh, mm-hmm. when he was at Wigan. Then Smith had a go. Uh, Sam Tompkins had a go. George Williams had a go. And now, obviously, Zach Hardaker has got the, the duties at the moment. Um, but but even he didn't get last week. No. It was Eskari, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so Esker, so yeah. So, I'm, I'm in the belief of a kicker is so important to a team. Mm. Every every team needs a solid goal kicker because it wins and lose games. Well, if it's, say, if it, say if you score eight tries in a game and you yeah. only kick four, four or five of them goals, that's six points that you've missed out on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a try. It's, 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 it can be, it can be yeah, biased. And especially this season as well, when you see how the table is shaping up, you see how close everyone is in that in that chasing pack in the yeah, race for the top five. And, and you, you know what point it's not? Really, when, you when you look at it, you, when you look at the league table, you compare this to last year if Hull would have drawn those games as opposed to picking the two wins up. That's two extra points they've got, and you, those those drop goals I think will be really crucial at the end of the season. Right, because I just want to I just want to drop in here. If you look at the point difference currently in the Super League table, you've got St. Helens and Warrington away away. So, you know, St. Helens of 157, Warrington 135. But everybody else other than London Broncos is much of a muchness. So you've got Castleford plus 41, Wakefield plus 39, Hull minus 24, Catalans minus 83. They've took a couple of beatings as we know. Mm-hmm. Salford plus eight, Huddersfield minus 42, Hull Kingston Rovers minus 45, Wigan 14, and Leeds Rhinos minus 76. Mm. So it, it could have a big impact. Yeah, it shows how important that goal kicking is. Just um, look back to to quite a few years ago now when Kevin Sinfield were at Leeds. How many games did Kevin Sinfield win for Leeds just with his kicking abilities? Oh, well, me and you have had loads of discussions yeah. about those two over the year. Uh, well, about him and comparing him and all Lachlan yeah. down the years yeah. haven't we you know and right. I, I've always said that I would sooner have had a Sinfield in my team because he was always <laughs> he was always he worth, like that he was always worth that 10 points yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do understand what you're saying it's, it's exactly the same with the halfbacks we don't we, we hardly see any halfbacks kicking um, as, a, as close to 100% as, as what we used to mm. um Take Leeds, Leeds now, for example. You know what we need again? They change the kickers regularly. We need a Fran Robotica, don't we, to come back into <laughs> rugby league. Well, I tell you, he's a brilliant kicker, uh, but obviously they're not getting in the starting teams at the moment. Declan Patton at Warrington yeah. and uh, Danny Richardson at St. Helens. Danny, they, they've both got very good boots on them, but obviously they, uh, and the pro, um, Richardson's a better goal kicker than Theo Farge uh, and Johnny Lomax. And Declan Patton's a better kicker than um, Blake Austin and uh, Kevin Brown. Are, are, are you start, just doing Championship Manager Rugby League stuff now? <laughs> you know, it's sort of like they've been comparing spreadsheets yeah. and stuff. Have you like got, got them all out? Well, I don't, I don't, I, I, I've, I've, I've always been baffled when coaches 
have not really prioritised the kicker and just thought, oh, we'll, we'll give it him. Oh, well, uh, you're on duties today. <laughs> he can't play. You're, you're kicking today. Uh, I think you, you get four points for a try, two points for a kick. If you miss two kicks, that's a try. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm conscious we've had a couple of comments, so I Sorry. just want to come Go to uh, something that Phil has uh, said. He says, do you know if the two players from Dewsbury and Thatto are okay? I've not seen anything on social media. There was a, a sitting in clash after about 70 minutes or 72 minutes between two players. The ball went up and it was just uh, bang, both down. Ed. Yeah, both ended up getting stretched off. Fortunately, both are okay. Cam Lehman, he was the Dewsbury player. It, I saw him leave the ground actually with his parents. So I think other than a sore head, he, he's okay. Um, and the lads at Thatto were saying that the fullback who injured himself, Hayes, is also in a good, 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 good place, in best place now. So um, that's uh, great to hear. I wouldn't like to have been them waking up the next morning. Oh no, no. Um, lots of uh, well, it's frazzled, frazzled heads. We're going to put paracetamol. Um, <laughs> Phil also says Danny Richardson at the moment thinks Saints are missing his kicking. I've had this conversation with a couple of members of the media. Um, we're, I'm a massive Danny Richardson fan. Uh, I think. He's nowhere near his peak. I think he's still very, very raw. Uh, but I, I think he's still got loads of improvement in him. Uh, I just look at what he did for, for Saints last season. He won, he won Saints games last season. I remember, was it against Leeds at Leeds uh, where he nailed the drop goal? Yeah, uh, was right a, at the end, was it 23-22 or something like I, that? I don't know why I mentioned it, but didn't he also signalled the end of Warrington's hopes? Yeah, one game with a penalty after the loser. Yeah, yeah. Um, that just shows how important kicking is. But uh, you can't you can't complain if you say it's can you? You've got Richardson, you've got Faz, you've got Lomax, you've got Kutu who's got an exceptional kicking game as well. Yeah. And he's probably kicking about 75, 80 yeah. percent of his goals at the moment, so, isn't he? So. And it's not just like he's on field kicking as well because he's a left footed kicker. It adds a different dimension. Plus, um, you, plus you've got James Roby as well coming out and coming out and dummy half he likes to kick downfield uh, and he looks like yeah. it's 40-20s yeah I, if, I think if, if Danny Richardson was at any, any other Super League club literally any other any other Super League club at the moment I think he'd, <laughs> I, think he'd be, I think he'd be starting yeah, we're going to be yeah. starting Warrington I think he'd, yeah. he'd possibly be starting alongside Blake Oxby yeah. uh, yeah. maybe you went to a Challenge Cup game at the weekend as well what were your thoughts? Did you see some of the crowds? Is that something you want us talking about? Because let's be honest, it's not the big draw card that it once was the Challenge Cup. Mm -hmm. um, what do you reckon about Easter games? You know, do we play too much at Easter? Or are you of the same mindset as me? Whereas, you know, this is the best time of the year for being a rugby league fan. It is, isn't it? It's, it's probably the best time of the year to be a rugby league fan, the worst time of the year to be a rugby league player. <laughs> isn't it? It's, that, that's probably the case. A lot of fans look forward to it. Obviously, four days um, for most people off work. On the first day, uh, you're at a local derby. Uh, well, it tends to be a local derby. And then you, you finish your four-day weekend by uh, attending another game. Us as speckies, us as journals, us as fans, we love it. I love it because like, I grew up as a Wigan fan and I get to go to a Wigan Saints game on Good Friday and Good Friday games between them. To be fair though, you could mix it up a bit. You could go to, you know, you could go to a Batley Jewsbury. Swinton and Rochdale. You could, head, you could <laughs> head up and really, really push Whitehaven and Workington. I could. <laughs> but I'll go to Wigan Saints. Uh, and, and then I'm, I, I love it. It's... it's you can see both sides of the argument because we're up, we're up, we always bang on now about play welfare, don't we? 
play well first mentioned all the time. A clash of heads play well first mentioned. Player gets stretched. A cannonball tackle play uh, plays well for is mentioned. Uh, we obviously seen uh, Chris Chester's comments after the Wigan game last week about the, uh, a couple of cannonball tackles and stuff like that. So a play well for is mentioned every single week. No doubt about it in Super League. Have you so actually what, heard any any court? Because you know this used to be the time of year when Tony Smith, for example, and yeah. all the time, all his days when he was over here and he was coaching Warrington and Huddersfield and the like, he'd have a real go at this time of year. Wouldn't yeah, he? well, he'd be the, 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 the most vocal of all the coaches. I can't remember actually reading anything no, this year that anybody's ever got it this time. We've not seen but, a lot of it, have we, really? But I, th- I think people just get used to it because obviously we have this conversation every year and it, it is every year we, we say, oh, is it too long? Is it. Is it a bit much on players? Because they're not just playing two games in four days, they're playing three games in seven days, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, which is is brutal to say it's professional sport, especially as physical as rugby league. Uh, I think it is too much because I think I think we'd see a better better quality games if there was if it was just once a week. So, so what would you have good Friday or the Easter Monday? Or would you spread it over the? I I, th- I think over, I think over the weekend. I think you could spread it over the weekend and maximise um, potential on viewing figures on yeah. telly. Um, for example, would that would it also maximise? I mean, just just for for a second, forget viewers. Yeah. And all, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, yeah. But. We're in a sport which needs bums on seats. Yeah. They need people going through the gates. Do you, you know, if, if say for example you've got Wigan Saints on Friday and then you've got I don't know Warrington Salford on a, yeah. on, on the Saturday, would you be tempted to go to both games then? Yeah, yeah. Would you, um, would, do you have mates who would go to both? Yeah, games? Uh, I, and what also I think could happen is obviously because it's the the Easter break, you could make the Monday for example. Um, just Championship and League One, so you can encourage fan encourage fans from Super League to attend the local the local sides in uh, League One and Championship. So you could you could have well, you could have Salford fans attend the yeah. Swinton Rochdale fixture on the Monday. Yeah. Um, you could have Wigan fans go to Levis, Bradford, or do you know what I mean? Like Levis. That's a traditional game. Le- no, you <laughs> fit a traditional one. Ooh, yeah, oh, that, that, great, that, that great traditional fixture <laughs> against Bradford. Ooh. Well, well, leave us witness. So you could have Wigan fans go to Lee, Lee and Warrington fans go to witness and something like that. So I, I think you could you could make the Easter Monday fixture about the Championship and League One club, clubs get a bit of money in through their turnstiles as well, and have Friday, Saturday, Sunday as um, the Super League and spread it out. So you could have uh, the whole dar- the no the Wigan Saints derby on the Friday, yeah. uh, the whole derby on the Saturday afternoon, then. Wakefield v Cass on the Saturday night, uh, so you could have two games, one, uh, one kicking off dinner time, Good Friday, one kicking off later in the afternoon, Good Friday, one kicking off dinner time, Saturday, one kicking off later in the afternoon on uh, Saturday as well. It seems like a good point at this juncture to, to actually mention the fact that League One are halfway down this route because they're only playing once yeah. over the Easter period. They've got a, a full range of fixtures on Good Friday, which sees Coventry against London Scholars, Keithley against Doncaster. North Wales Crusaders against West Wales Raiders, so the Welsh Derby's taking place. Oldham against Hunslet, which for me is the big game because of the way that Hunslet's gone, the way Oldham have built into the season so far. And you can't look further than Workington against Whitehaven. Um, big Cumbrian, Cumbrian affair. Always, always a decent, yeah. decent game as well between those two. Definitely. Um, what do you reckon for sort of winners? What, what stands out for you and of those that I've just sort of uh, said? 
personally, uh, I like the sounds of the uh, West Wales v, v North Wales Crusade. That that'll be that'll be a good game. But then I don't think you can look past Oldham Hunslet. I think that'll be, as you said, the way the table's shaping up. I think that could be that could be a massive game. And I think that that's the kind of game that could throw up a, a few surprises. You look through that that fixture list. You've got maybe a few games that might be a little one-sided. But then you look at that kind of game, and it's it's anyone's money. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of points up for grabs. A lot of uh, a lot of shot results could could happen in the next few weeks, but I think the way that League One's shaping up this year, every every point matters, as I said. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, I think that you raised some some really good points there. Um, can you indulge me for sort of two or three minutes here? We can try. You've got plenty of reading material anyway. If you if, if it's not your if it's not your bag, uh, but I want to talk amateurs. I want to talk amateur game. That's what Heath Crusaders. They won the Barla National Cup on Sunday over at Southleigh Stadium. They scored two tries in the last eight minutes. They were losing by nineteen points to twelve. Um, they scored two tries last eight minutes. Sean Quinn, stalwart who's been playing first team rugby at Thato since he was seventeen, scored both of them. Uh, Jack Jones, the Barla tourist, who I went on tour. Did I mention that I went on tour? Did you? Yeah, yeah. Um, he scored one of the tries in the first half. Charlie Taylor scored the other. Quinn also landed two goals. But Westall, they had built that 19 points to 12 lead. They scored tries through Scott Spavin, who used to play at Dewsbury, I think. Um, he had a couple of stints with semi-professional teams. Jack Arnett and Tom Burke. There was also three goals and a drop goal from Scott Partis, who's a pretty good amateur halfback he's been like really at the hub of everything that Westall's been doing for the last few years but even that fell into insignificance thanks to that strong finish from Thato and those late heroics uh, in the Premier Division last week Egremont at top of the table at Easter they beat Underbank Rangers 30 points to nil Hunslet Club Parkside are on the rise they had to use all their guile though to overcome Rochdale Mayfield by 31 points to 22 Lee Miners Rangers eventually got away from the visitors to triumph 28 points to 14 over Kells, while Lock Lane claimed the points away at Thornhill Trojans by 32 points to 22. Uh, the vagaries in the amateur game mean that if you've got a National Conference League game on the same weekend as a cup game, that kind of has to take place. So even though West Hull were playing in the Barla National Cup final on the Sunday, <laughs> they had to play on the Saturday as well. They fought out a 16-all draw with Wathbrow Hornets. So fair play to I'll say hats off for them for being fair able to play do to that. Fair play to being able to do that. And again, you know, they're uh, similar to that. So we run sort of three open-age teams. Westall's got a hell of a lot of players. You yeah. know, at their disposal. They, they've provided so many players to the professional ranks and will continue to do so. I think that the infrastructure there is so good. In Division 1, Featherstone Lions held off a spirited Dewsbury Maroons by 26 points to 6. Milford claimed bragging rights in a Leeds derby, defeating Stanley 20 points to 6. Skirla won away at local rivals Mighton Warriors by 21 points to 12. Northampton Knights were overcome by the impressive Pilkington Rex, 36-22. Pilks virtually had it sewn up at half-time, 22-0 up. Uh, Wigan St. Pat's had Jamie Bristow to thank for their victory against Saddleworth, they won by 30 points to 26, Bristow scored a hat-trick, and York Acorn eased their way to a comfortable success over Oulton Raiders, winning 44 points to 10. In Division 2, we've got league leaders Intros Bridge, who were pushed every inch of the way by fellow promotion chasers West Bowling, that one finished 25-22, I bet that was a storm of a game. East Leeds had a great road win up at Ascombe, they won by 30 points to 16, 
Sadly, that means the end of Dave Clark as Askham Boss. Now, if you're thinking, I've heard of Dave Clark before. He both played and coached at, at Barrow. He's also been on the coaching staff at Wigan as well. So, uh, sadly, he's now put himself out of the game. Um, he's took the decision after a poor start for Askham, which leaves them sort of rock bottom of that table. Barrow Island, though, things much looking much improved for them. They had a dominant second half, defeating visitors Shawcross Sharks, 46 points to 18. It's pretty close at half-time, 18-12, but Ireland then found the groove and ran away with it. Um, Jack Reed scored 18 points for Crossfields, as they had a brilliant success away at Beverley, winning 26 points to 16 against Scott Taylor's side. While Bradford Dudley Hill just got over the top o'clock, face miners by 24 points to 22. Wigan St. Jude's, meanwhile, they were too good for Hull Lockers, beating the host 32 points to 22. And if you were just in Jordan's regarding Division 3, that's <laughs> where I can get excited. Lee East, the top of the field, the two points clear after a 30 points to 18 away win against Ed Storm. Batley Boys are also on the improve as well. They've um, upped their recent record with a 26-16 home win over Millen. Oldham St Anne's had a brilliant result over at Dewsbury Celtic. I've spoke quite, quite highly of Dewsbury Celtic and the way that they've been performing in the early part of the season. I've got to give big raps to Oldham St Anne's. They won 34-6 at Dewsbury Celtic. They actually battered them. Battered them. Talking about battering though, Fraser West was the hero as Heworth topped St Anne's efforts with a 72-6 win Four. over the early league leaders in the division. Waterhead Warriors. They absolutely tated them. 13 tries they scored. West grabbed a hat-trick. Um, there was a good result for Hensingham as well. They picked up their second win of the season. 38-12 at home to Dricklington. Unslick Warriors enjoyed a 34-6 success at Salford City Roosters. And Wollstone Rovers moved to third following a 32-10. Home went over Eastmore Dragons. I believe this was a bit of a feisty affair. There were four yellow cards shown in the, in the clash and a couple of, uh, couple of different brawls that went on. So <laughs> it'd be great to get a tape of that, to be honest. I would really enjoy watching that. Um, finally, as far as the amateur rugby league is concerned for this episode of the show, the Women's Rugby League Association have their Plate and Challenge Cup final games taking place this Sunday. It's all happening at Featherstone Rovers. Kicking off at 12 is the Plate Cup final. This sees East Leeds take on Keithley Albion. And then at 2, the Challenge Cup final will follow. It's Featherstone Lions, or should they be Lionesses, taking on Oral St James. So you've got a good Yorkshire Lancashire clash in that one. Uh, it's available for getting in there. £5 for adults, £3 for concessions and kids. And that's your amateur roundup. Let's move back to Super League. Uh, we'll just go through a couple of comments. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, comments, yeah. Alex Fitzgerald is just going back to uh, what we was uh, speaking about before regarding like the Saints' kickers. kickers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says... He's uh, put me right. He says, Cook's been nowhere near 75%. Yeah, well, basically, <laughs> a, a consistent goal kicker is one of the few areas Saints could get better with. Uh, Holbrook, uh, he's given it to Coote as he's unsure on Richardson in open play. Hmm. I, I would say it's more defensively with Richardson. Yeah, but, yeah I, I think, think attacking-wise. Yeah. It, it depends what he wants. I think, I think, isn't it? Because I mean, it's like if you look at some half-back pairings. I think he prefers Teo Farge just because Farge is just a little bit more structured, isn't he? He's, 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 he's very structured in the way he plays Farge. He, he, he doesn't get... He doesn't, 
He's not a match winner, is he? Like Richardson can be. He's more experienced, though, isn't yeah. he? Because he's been around yeah. first teams for, for much, much longer. I think he I think he went to Solver when he was at 16 <laughs> and made his debut not long after that, <laughs> didn't he? Um, it was there for That's an experience growing up in Salford. Yeah. <laughs> have, you listened, have you heard his accent as well? Is it a bit mixed? Is yeah, it, yeah. Is it a bit of Salford? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> got, got a little bit of Salford. He doesn't like, you know, like getting his tooth knocked out. I've got to visit the dentals. I've got to go to the dentals. Yeah, um, it's, it's like Harrison Hansen, isn't it? He, he's, uh, <laughs> Harrison's, Harrison's is a great accent. Harrison has got a brilliant accent. Uh, Kiwi Wigner. Yeah, Kiwi Wigner. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I kind of I understand where Alex is coming from when he yeah. says that. Um, Good point. But I, I like Richardson an open player going forward, not, well, it's, it's not necessarily defensively. It's, it's more off the cuff as well, and he, as yeah, you said, it, much, depending what so. kind of rugby he wants to play, you've got Richardson who he does win your matches, he does have that flair about him, but it just Is depends. it too similar to Lomax, though? Because, you know, yeah. you've, got, you've got, like, a bit of a contrast there between but, Farge yeah, and Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't think Lomax is a kicker, is he, at all? No. Uh, whereas Richardson has got that, but obviously Richardson's very raw, uh, got a, a, a long way to go, but there is plenty of improvement in him. Uh, he's an exciting prospect, for, that's for sure. Grant Plus, Reed, we, can give it, we can give him a good mention and say he's someone from Widnes that he's in Super League. <laughs> Yeah, like Richie Marlow. Yeah. Could have a little witness pair in there in the yeah, halves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they could be passing out to Percival. <laughs> Grant Reed says, what's your opinions on the Charles Cup draw? Uh, well, we will be coming to that. Okay. So, Grant, we will talk about that in a few minutes' time. Pete Richards also says, don't need the Monday game at Easter. So they're back in you. Yeah. But I think yeah. That, that, that's, I think not, that, that, that's not often that happens as well. <laughs> Drew, he's making an impression on social media. Yeah, I d- yeah, I, d- I just don't think we do. But well, with with the with the Easter period, obviously players and coaches, they know that you're going to play three games in seven days. I think for a lot of the big clubs, it's maybe not as much of a concern because you look at the strength in depth a lot of them have got now, where they've got thirty players, you can rotate as they please. It's more for if you look at Super League, the likes of a Hulk or a Salford, where they've already got a few injuries, they're down on numbers. And the last things that those coaches, last thing Tim Sheens wants, the last thing Ian Watson wants is a couple more injuries because yeah. pick up two or three injuries over Easter period and that, that could be a season ruined. But they made the decision to run with the size of squads that they had. So yeah, surely that's, well, that, 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 that comes that, down to well, that's something as well. dynamics, doesn't it? Really? That's something as well that Ian Watson kind of, he kind of admitted before the season mm. started. He maybe wanted a bigger squad. And I think it's, it's maybe not been too much of a, of a hindrance so far, but then... You look at the Easter period with the amount of minutes that some of his players are going to be asked to play, and that's where it could come into the reckoning. You only as well need one one injury in the halfbacks as well for Salford, and then they're really struggling. They've not really got the strength in depth there. Um, yeah, I, I, I worry for Salford to be honest because if they get a bad injury or two bad injuries over this Easter period to uh, any key positions, then who are they going to bring in? Because and you're how Whitfield going to go on with both? But from my half-back's missing, I mean... Yeah, but at least they've got... They've kind of got... He gives a chance to Reynolds, yeah. doesn't he, I suppose? Yeah, they give a chance to Reynolds. Um, Ham, oh, Ham, they've still got Hampshire. They, they, they're not short, are they? They've, oh, I wouldn't run them with Hampshire at half-back. But I don't think he can run. He can't run again. I think he's a deep, very good player. He's he runs, he runs around like headless chicken, I put, think. Put, put it this way. Wakefield's half-back, starting half-back pair and Miller and Bruff are injured. They've got Ryan Hampshire and... Uh, Reynolds. Ben Reynolds to call upon. If Salford got injuries to Jackson Aces and Rob Louie, who are they calling upon? Have they even got a backup halfback? Well, they'd be, looking, they'd be looking at Woods, wouldn't they? Probably playing yeah. one of the roles because he's, a, but even he's a, 
He's a hooker, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, really? he got got him there. Maybe Lussick, could he go? Could he fill in there? Well, but Mark, Mark Flanagan played a, a grand final yeah. at six, didn't he? For St. Helens in twenty fourteen, I think mm-hmm. it might have been something like that. Was that the boring grand final? That was the the the, the grand final that Wigan peppered Saints in, but uh, there was a man left for seventy eight minutes mm-hmm. uh, because Ben Fogg got sent off in the second minute. It was a terrible game, man. Terrible game. Um, oh yeah, that's when he briefly attacked Lancer Higher, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Mike Malloy says, I don't I don't think Richardson has improved from his stint with Lee. Your 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 thoughts on this, Dave. Obviously you watch Lee uh, regularly. Um, uh, has Richardson third at Lee? Has he done well? Has he impressed? Has he not impressed? I initially he didn't impress at all. You know, he was very, very slow to settle in. It took him a good two or three games. It was almost like he Maybe I'm reading it wrong because I don't know Danny personally. Um, I've only spoke with him once anyway in a, a more professional capacity. But it was almost as if he was he was kind of sulking at being at Lee. That's probably a strong word that, you know, but he, you know, he, he was like playing with his head down. It's like, I'm not too sure that I won't be here. Um, and then something must have happened in there was a, you know, a gap between games because he came out and then played an absolute stormer at Swinton. Yeah. Uh, played an absolute storm of the week after, and played really well in his in the third game back, and then he's ended up back at, at St Helens. Whether he's had a word in his ear as well, possibly from I the guys at Lee. I think, yeah, I think, but I also think as well Lee were using him differently because if you think at, at, at Lee, you've got a half back there that controls everything in Martin Ridyard. Mm. Um, for me, him and Woods don't work quite as well together because you want you want ideally a playmaker and a runner. Yeah. Um, someone who can do a bit yeah. off the cuff. So Danny Richardson being paired with, with Martin Ridyard, perfect. With Woods, it doesn't quite work because Woods wants to be that prompter as well. You yeah. know, so it means that there's that sharing of playmaking duties. Yeah, it's very very similar to Ridyard, isn't it? Yeah, Woods. yeah. Um, so and I just get the feeling that if they're expecting him to fulfil the role that Theo Farge is playing at St Helens, I don't think that's Danny Richardson. I don't think you can fully give him a game plan and say run with this. No, it's, 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 it's not his style of play, but then you, you quite a lot of Saints fans kind of compare him to the half-backs that they've had early in the season. Obviously, yeah. they had that such a good run of games, such a great start to the season, winning, what was it, six, seven games? And they, they, they was, it, was it eight? Was yeah, it might have been eight, and before, eight before, trot, to be before honest, that, yeah. that got ended, and then a lot of fans look at that and think, oh, Richardson, Richardson can't live up to who they had in the halves, but I think you, you look at the, some of the, their half-backs are completely different players, and what you get from Richardson isn't necessarily what you'd expect from a Farge or from a Lomax. They're, they're, they're just different different style of players and <coughs> just in Holbrook obviously he knows, he knows what he wants and if he gives Richardson a game then give him a chance to shine. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, right, I, I'm, I want to stick with Super League. Don't look so shocked. Don't <laughs> look so surprised. Um, Matt Sneed, four kicks and he wins the game for Hull. I know the game was a lot more than just four kicks because I mean that was just end to end, wasn't it, between Hull and Catalan? Yeah, it was. A, it was a good game to watch. I think both both defenses will be pretty disappointed with themselves uh, because there were a few shocking efforts. Could Catalans have won it? A controversial um, decision, wasn't it, near the end of the what game? Do you reckon? Do you reckon that should have been a try? You know my my opinions are my opinions, Dave, on the obstruction rule. I I think it, the obstruction rule is shocking. Um, I think it, I, I think it should have stuck, mm. uh, but I, I wasn't surprised that it it, it was ruled out because the, the obstruction rule is a joke. 
and they've set the precedent already this year. I think we've seen a couple of obstructions. Yeah. Warrington Wakefield earlier in the season when I think it was a, a disallowed try for Warrington, Danny Brough being obstructed. But it's just it's so minor now, so you can do so little and then get penalised. That that's what I think a lot of the fans dislike about the rule at the minute. It's very difficult to try and overturn something though, isn't it, when it's already been sent up as a as, yeah. as a no try or as a try, you've got to yeah. Nine times out of ten now, it's just the same decision, isn't it? Well, well, which, which makes you wonder why they send it up in the first place. If he sort of sent it up as a no try yeah. nine times out of ten, and it'll as, come up as a no try. As well, if they send it up as a no try, you have to have concrete proof that it, that they can overturn the decision. And I think an area as, as murky as obstruction, I think there's never. I, I don't think there'd be a referee who'd turn round and look at a decision and say. Right, the referee's got that totally wrong. So it's a subjective thing, isn't it? What mm. what I think about an obstruction might not be what you think might not be what you think, Dave. And think that that's the issue with the rule at the minute. Do we use dummy runners too much in rugby league these days? Is there another discussion regarding that? Because if there's a lot of tries getting disallowed, well, for, that, that uh, as well, no, I, I, think, I, think, the, the, I think dummy runners just need to learn how to go through the defensive line. Yeah, because they do, a lot, a lot don't they? A lot they stop the line, through, don't they? and then they just stop there. Instead of going that extra two or three yards for to to get through the defensive line, they just stay there, and then if the ball goes out wide, they, they'll just go. They've obviously never watched Ellery Hamlin. And, 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 and then the fullback just all all the, all the fullback has to do is just run in, into his arm and, go, and fall down, backwards yeah. or drag himself like that. So when it goes when it goes to to the big screen, it's like oh he's obstructing him. He can't get a, can't get across him. They've never watched Ellery Hamley, have they? Because that's all he used to do. He said he just used to dash in front of play yeah. and then lag back waiting for the pass inside and away you go to the post. Sean Edwards was a pass master at that mm. as well, to be honest. Off like chucking the thing and running ahead and getting the ball back. Yeah. We wonder, you wonder how many times as well some of these players will, will have a try disallowed before they realise that they, they need to change the style of play. And there's been, I've, heard, I've seen a couple of things on Twitter this week about um, some, some fans saying that maybe dummy runners might not might not be around in a few years, maybe they'll, they'll just stop altogether and it'll just be but then no the, one running through the line. But if you don't have dummy runners, where will everyone go? Exactly, if, yeah. If you can't, you can't, it's very, very difficult to have 13 players going all in a, in a, in a diagonal line just to get a play on, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think you've got to have dummy runners to open gaps in defence. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think... Uh, you, if you had no dummy runners, I don't think there'd be many ways you could get through defence. That, that's the thing open. as well, and you, as well, yeah. you look at like a game of table football there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone just coming together and, you, and not being able to. Well, I noticed we've got we've got virtually table football at the side here. So beauty or rugby, Dave? That's what it is. So beauty <laughs> or rugby, right? Okay. So are we going to be doing no tries scored in future editions or something? It's like the, the tactics table. Yeah, tactic, ta- try and say that. <laughs> tactic table. <laughs> Tic-tac table. <laughs> um, yeah, but then, I know we've spoken about Steve a couple of times, but he wins it with four kicks, doesn't he, mm. basically? You know, he does. So he has the, the penalty. Yeah. Then the restart. Or, or, no, the restart to draw the penalty in the first place. Yeah. Which... Mr. Iceman, isn't he? Yeah. Is. And then... Good. But kick off and to get the ball back. Yeah, that, 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 that's one of the time. things I, I really like about Snape as a player. It's, it's not it's not it's not the flashiest. He doesn't he doesn't do off the cuff things that often. But with someone like Albert Kelly next to you, you don't really need to. But I think what he's got is that game management, that awareness, and that composure at the times when he needs it. And I think 
if, if he didn't have that composure, then those goals and point wins might not have happened. And then we could see Hull a lot further down the table than they are currently. Uh, and again, I put golden point specialists because they're the team that knows how to do it, don't they? They are. Once you've, once you've got a couple, that'll, that, that'll be in their minds now. And for teams who are coming up against them as well, they'll... They'll look at Hull and think, right, they've had two golden points, they've won twice. So. And you know, James, I was half expecting you to say something that was on the tip of my tongue there. Muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Remember how to do it. Exactly. And what, it, it'll be become kind of a rhythm for them and it's something that they've it's something that if they know how to do it, then next time it comes up they'll, they'll be confident in themselves as well. They'll be they'll be they'll, they'll know how to do it and they'll, they'll have that ability to do it in those pressure circumstances. One one thing I do want to say about the Catalan V game one player on the Catalan team who I thought really stood out Sam Cassiano oh yeah, he, yeah. He, I think he had, he had his best game by a country mile for Catalan because he was both a little bit critical of his early efforts weren't yeah he, he maybe, his, maybe uh, didn't his first couple of games yeah he maybe didn't didn't live up to what, what I thought he would do straight away I, I expected someone of his quality to maybe hit the ground running I think he's still he's got a bit fitter he does he yeah def, definitely needs to get a bit fitter but I think his stats showed this week that he had a much better game I think I think he's taken him maybe a couple of games to get acclimatised, and I think the more he gets that run in the team, the fitter he'll become, and I think I think he'll, he'll be a really good acquisition. To be fair, he is one of these guys. He's just so big, even if he falls over, he makes five metres. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> he is, he's, he's massive, and he came up with that nice offload for Whitley's disloyal try, didn't he? He did. Um, right, I want to talk Huddersfield, because Huddersfield defeated Castleford at the weekend, mm. 20 points to 18. Hat-trick from Alex Mower. Was this an unexpected result? And have Huddersfield turned around their season again. So, so it's all about consistency, isn't it? I think it was a very, it was a very good result. You, you get a bit frustrated how they can, how they can win a few, lose a few. Obviously, that's the nature of the sport. But I think they started very poorly this they, season. They though, did. It's like I remember I saw them earlier in the season, and when when I was watching them with my friends, and I thought, I thought they they could be they could be relegation candidates because they, they just weren't clicking, especially in the halves. You had Lee Gaskell, you had Matty Frawley, you weren't weren't playing at all well and then you, you fast forward to this game against Castleford I think Frawley got an assist and Gaskell did as well they both played very well I think Gaskell was actually the assist maker for the first try broke the line expertly I think I think sometimes with a half-back pairing it does take a while for them to get get acclimatised but I think now now that they're starting to become a bit more familiar with each other I think it's starting to click into gear you're not, you're not looking your stats up there, are you, Drew? No, no, no. Um, I was <laughs> Any comments? Sorry, I've uh, caught you out. <laughs> no, I was, I, was, I was looking at comments to uh, Dev, but I just feel that I don't think they've turned the season around. Um, but I also don't think they can mess it up. It's a, it's so strange. You just can't predict Huddersfield at the minute. They can get 40 points put past them yeah. uh, by, by, say, a, a whole KR, uh, and then come up with a performance like that against Castleford. I think it's an out, they're an outside tip for the top the, five, or do you think that's no, a bit too far? No, 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 no. Does this go no down as way. one that gets away from Castleford then? Should they have done a lot? Well, they, they can't really afford to lose well, those kind of games if they have those ambitions. They've lost a couple of games now on the spin, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, they might be going through a little bit of a rough rough patch themselves. I think it's we should actually like mention Castleford's injuries because... They've been doing it tough recently, and yeah. uh, a lot of people have been going on about like, Wiggins' injuries and Hall um, FC's injuries and OKR's injuries, but no one's really mentioned what Castleford, Castleford have been going through. And uh, uh, they've been struggling. Uh, obviously, they've signed Blur from the NRL. 
good Zach Yeah, very strong signing for uh, Tell us a little bit about him. He's he's obviously, he's a centre. He's not. He's not a flashy player, uh, but he'll do a very, very solid job. So he's, he's not like. Uh, is he a kind of Jake Webster more? Yeah. Like Jake Webster type centre. I'd, I'd, I'd say where he's, he's not like a Kevin Nagama where he's, he's going to probably win matches for Saints on his own. Um, but if he, if he performs well, it Castleford be, can become a very very strong on the edges. Um, but going back, just going back to to Huddersfield, it's it's so hard to predict how they're gonna they're gonna be playing. I don't. They'll be nowhere near the top five. Nowhere near it. They'll they'll, they'll remain a bottom four side. Is that Drew's dabble um, this week? No, no chance of top five for Huddersfield. Yeah. The, the, in fact, you've, you've got a really good relationship with Huddersfield fans. Well, They're yeah, going to be having another go at you here. But, uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll, get I'll be very surprised, Dave, if they, if they finish any higher than the bottom four. Mm, okay. Um, but Daniel McIntosh as well, uh, signing a new deal. Uh, very positive news for the Giants. I'm I think a, he's a cracking player. Yeah, I, I like player. watching him. Uh, a, a big fan of his. Uh, he started kicking goals as well, hasn't he? Mm. Uh, so yes. could he be an important goal kicker for the future? <laughs> Um, we'll soon see about that, but uh, a, a strong performance. Alex Miller as well, superb, outstanding player. Probably one of the more underrated back rows in Super League as well. He's kind of been a bit of a slow burn, yeah. hasn't he? He was, a, he was very good in the Championship when he was playing for Bradford um, and deserves this shot mm. in Super League. And he's, he's having an extended run, isn't he? But you're right, he's one of those guys that's kind of been unheralded yeah. I mean they sign a lot of players from Bradford don't they Huddersfield to be fair a, a little bit a little bit like um, Ollie Roberts for me uh, he's, he's been, a good player he, yeah he's, he's, but he's been a slow burner as well yeah. he's, he's been around for quite a, a couple of years now yeah he's about 24 now yeah, isn't yeah. It, yeah. Um, but I think they, they've got a good back row pair in them uh, Huddersfield for, for a future years mm. ok let's move us on I know we've already talked a little bit about it but you can't go anywhere without mentioning St Helens and Warrington you know um, you sounded so deflated then James so I'm going to start with you because you, you, you was the one that puffed your cheeks then I know we're going to revisit that night again I just, I uh, what, what were your thoughts I mean you know I thought St Helens were, were particularly clinical in the game yeah definitely I think that that's the main thing you have to take away from it I think I think that was a real statement of intent by St. Helens to the rest of the league. They were almost kind of saying, right, Warrington have been up there with us, but this is what we can do to them when we're on form. Saints by, by, weren't by any means at their at their best. They played very well, did some good rugby. I have to say there were some poor efforts in defence from Warrington, especially in that in that second half when you could see they'd been worked a bit, they got a little bit tired. But I, th- I think I think the big the killer for, for Warrington was that first half, uh, Mike Cooper getting simbined and I think in that period St. Helens got two tries it maybe took them took it a bit out of the reach for Warrington yeah I I, I was very disappointed with the pack for Warrington to be honest yeah that, that, uh, that's that. one of, you know if you if you take Chris Hill's stats out of that starting set yeah. of six forwards the rest of them sort of paled into insignificance yeah, really, well, one, in comparison one thing that was quite quite interesting as well with Warrington and their team at the weekend obviously Saints are, Saints are a big a big side but you, you look at you look at the forwards that they had on the bench. You had Lama Tarzi, who didn't come on until the last twenty minutes. Matt Davies didn't come on until the last twenty minutes. So that a lot of their forwards were having to do big minutes, and that's something that something that's quite quite interesting. Mike, what, what do you think Sitalaki Akoola needs to do to, to get a game at Warrington? I don't, know, if I, was I don't think he can get one. I think he needs to move. If, if I was him, I'd be I'd be banging on Steve Price's door saying, "What what do we need to do to get a game?" Because he's 
I saw him a couple of times in pre-season. He was a, he was a big player. He's, he's lost a lot of weight. He's put a lot of muscle on. And I think he's the, he's the kind of form Warrington are maybe missing at the minute. You're not gonna you're not gonna get that fierce and running that powerful drives forward from a, a Lama Tazi. You? you maybe you, you need someone a lot bigger than him. No disrespect to Tazi. He's been he's obviously a favourite of Steve Price. He's, he's played a lot of minutes this year. But I think the different players and I think at the minute Akua was someone who they maybe need a little bit more. How good? Let, let's let's switch tails a little bit. How good is that front row centre ones? I mean, they are absolutely phenomenal, aren't they? Uh, has there been a better front row in Super League? This sounds like one of those Twitter things. Where yeah. Essentially, if, <laughs> has there been a better combination? Is it, has there though? A better front three than Alex Wormsley, James Robey, and he's not calling them nowadays. Front three. Uh, a football fan, eh? Yeah. New formation. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be left wing back. <laughs> We're having two full backs. <laughs> I, 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 I'm blown away by Saints' pack. Um, it's just so consistent. Morgan um, Knowles is so underrated. Morgan Knowles. He, he's got to be with it with the show to that making that Great Britain score for I, me. I've got to be honest, though, it's one of his points again. Yeah, he yeah. actually looked yeah. at his stats. I think he was down to just the bur thirty tackles. And yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a lot in itself as well, isn't it? That's, that's what Joseph you're... Joseph Paolo. Yeah, uh, he plays underrated role. Yeah, yeah. He? going under the radar at Saints at the minute, but yeah. does a job when he enters the field. Because he's a bit of a ball player as well, isn't it? Uh, so he'll he'll sometimes act as like a third receiver. Yeah. Um, so he's he's been quality for for Saints since he's come in. Even like Louis McCann, he's got. I was going to say, yeah, he's been very good. Do you think he's I got think, a new lease of life as this yeah. super sub, hasn't he? He has, yeah. And I think Dean welcome welcome a daughter into the world mm. earlier, early in the early hours of the game day, and then he then he goes and turns into performance like that, scores a try, which was very good finish. He took took a bit of finishing, but he he did very well. And then I think he just let let a lot of emotion out through that ball into the Warrington crowd. Yeah. You know, he knows how to wind up fans, but if, if you add in, if you're a St. Ellen's fan, and that's the kind of thing you want to see, you want to see some passion, and I think he brings that in abundance. Talking about quality and quality finishes, what about Regan Grace? Whoa, what a storming finish that was. Very good. It is, is, we, we see Regan Grace produce a finish like this, don't we, every, every couple of games. He, he's, quite, he's quality, and I, I, I could just watch him do 100 metres all day. Yeah, <laughs> and then you had Lionel being a dirty git and dropping off, yeah. which he's been subsequently banned for. Well, I think yeah. he was very lucky for it to just be one one game ban as well, because I think... I think he was quite lucky not to, to well, to stay on the field at the time, yeah, to, definitely. Be, to be honest. I was surprised that there wasn't as much as a, a reaction. Yeah. Something similar happened in that Wigan and Warrington game, wasn't it? A few years yeah. ago, and everything kicked off. Yeah, well, don't, I don't think Regan Grace is the kind of player who who'd maybe cause a fuss. Well, he, he rightly should have because yeah, he was, just jumped up and celebrated, didn't he? he I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he gets aggravated much, does he? Regan Grace. Right. I think he's quite. He keeps cool himself. To, level yeah, he keeps yeah. himself to himself. Uh, but it was probably the the euphoria kind of thing of, of scoring that try at such an important moment. Uh, I don't think he was really bothered about. No, and then obviously, obviously that means for Warrington now going into their game tomorrow against Salford, you've got Bryson Goodwin probably returning back on the wing, which will be which will be interesting. I think he's played there a couple of times for Warrington, but you look. He's more in as a centre, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's more. A and there's a bit, there's a bit of a difference in the job that you've got to do defensively, yeah. and you know kick returns and stuff like and that. That's the thing. Well, but then they've not really, unless they're going down to the under 19s and having a look there, they've not really got any other wingers in Warrington that Warrington don't do that, do they? <laughs> Very funny. No, they release them and other players sign them. Mm. Don't 
lip syncing of Taylor Preller, he's ended up at yeah, uh, is it Keith Kingsley, isn't he? Yeah, he was he was quite a quite an interesting character, Taylor Preller. Like, there was a bit of fanfare about him coming in, and then well, yeah, he, he never come, got he didn't, he didn't come through the ranks, or did he? No, bought him from Yorkshire County. You were it. But yeah, that seems to be. I think the Warrington the Warrington blueprint. They'll buy by the young players <laughs> from by the young players from the other club, Louis Johnson as well. <laughs> and then and then send him out on loan though, because I mean they've just sent a lot out on loan to Dewsbury as well, which suggests Ellis, that Ellis, uh, Rob Robson, yeah. It suggests that either they're not getting what they want with this dual registration partnership they've got with Rochdale, mm. or Rochdale don't want the players well, yeah, that being offered. Because Pat Pat Moran has joined Sheffield Eagles That's as well right, yeah, on yeah. a month's loan. Um, and There's a couple of others that are in the offing of sort of moves. Yeah, Ma- Ma- well, obviously Matt Davis started the season uh, at Rochdale, but then obviously went on loan back to London for a month, and obviously he's played a couple of games for Warrington now. Um, Where's Louis Johnson at now? Is he, is he back at Warrington? Johnson, yeah, he's Johnson, back at Warrington. Yeah, yeah. He went over to witness. Yeah, 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 only Johnson's got because. But obviously, you, you wouldn't thought he, he possibly would have been playing for, for Rochdale as well. Yeah. Uh, because it's against tougher opposition. So it suggests that there's something not quite working right for yeah. for Warrington or for Rochdale. You know, because like, let's be honest, Rochdale might be looking at the players being offered. Thinking, We've actually got what we'd consider better players in our squad anyway. Yeah, possibly that yeah, might you be. Never know. That might be. I think the thing with with Louis Johnson as well that I I can see him going out and learn again at some point. I think. I think he needs to because yeah, I think he needs to because he's at, he's at that level, isn't he? Where he needs to be yeah. yeah it, where he'll be far too good for the under nineteen league, but obviously he's not quite at that super league level every single week. Yeah. So he definitely needs to. To go out on loan for me just to, to progress a little. I think I think playing a championship because he's he's not the biggest yet, is it? Uh, so I think by playing in the championship he can toughen up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe put on a bit of size as well in doing so. Uh, he's but, quite a tall guy as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, he's going to be a, a top top quality for. Well, James, we've had you squirming, having to describe uh, oh. Warrington getting beat against St Helens. Uh, Drew, what happened at uh, <laughs> what happened away at Field Bay? Uh, well, uh, typical Wigan in twenty nineteen, wasn't it, Dave? Uh, poor performance, didn't offer much at times. The the left edge did okay, uh, but obviously Joe Burgess getting a hat trick for Wigan. Why have you jumped straight in on the whole Wigan thing? You know, we should be we should be trumpeting from the roof. The fact that Wakefield are now regularly taking these big sides to close finishes yeah. and winning uh, a few as well. Yeah, but they need to start proving it though, Dave, because they've lost a couple of these big games so far this season. But they beat Wigan. So what you're saying is that Wigan's not a big game for him. Well, we're, we're, we're going <laughs> to more bottom five at the moment than top five, aren't they? Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they need to... Just prove it a little bit more, Dave, to to get that status yet because uh, I think they've lost to have they lost to Cass. Yeah. Uh, obviously they've lost to Warrington and Saints as well this season. I think. Um, so they they well, obviously playing Cass, aren't they? Yeah. They, they need yeah. to they need to start um, winning these bigger games uh, if they are to to get anywhere near silverware in that top and, five spot. And it'll be interesting as well to see how they fare now without the halfbacks. How how the the two guys that are going to come yeah. in. How they how they link up, how quickly they can gel, because we know that a halfback pairing takes a oh, lot of time. Yeah. Even when even when they've played all season, we've said it already about Frawley and Gaskell at Huddersfield. So it's whether whether they can hit the ground and keep that keep that smoothness in the play. But 
quickly enough, really. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Ben Reynolds is getting his chance, though, yeah. to be fair, because... He's a good player, Ben. Yeah, I've, I've, watched yeah. It, I've watched him quite a few times at, at Lee. Uh, a solid player at Championship level, uh, an impressive player at Championship level. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts to that... Uh, Next level in, in Super League with Wakefield, obviously. Well, he had a regular season. He had a regular spot at, at Lee in yeah, Super League. Yeah. I think he yeah, played yeah. something like 22 games. Yeah, that so, season, uh, so. It's, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, he's playing with the right Ryan Hampshire at Lee as well, who will probably partner in the halves. Gives him a little um, bit of advantage, doesn't it? For, for Wakefield on well on Thursday night. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go on. It's going to be interesting to see how they get the forwards around the park, etc. But yeah, I, I I think I watched an interview before and Dave Fafita has been at Wakefield since 2016 and never beat him. There's only two players in that Wakefield team who would beat Cats. Do you know what I mean? So th- this is what I'm talking about about these big games. They need to they need to start showing what they can do. There's no doubting that they can win these big games because they they do they do beat one of the bigger teams every so often, but they don't do it enough for me. That's what they need to do yeah. to, to get that top five spot. Um, right, let's get back on a subject that you know plenty about. Uh, Wigan. <laughs> Finally, Edwards has come out and said, you know Hooray! what? I'm stopping in rugby. Hooray! 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 I'm just glad it's all over now, Dave. So they can, they can look forward now, can't they? Yeah, they can. Do we expect an upturn in form now? Do you think this has been hanging over the club for the last few weeks? Well, we might not expect an upturning form on Good Friday against League League. <laughs> uh, but, but maybe start on Easter Monday against uh, against Salford. Um, they can just look ahead. Everyone, I think everyone knew it, since since this very first interview came out where he said he hadn't signed a deal. I think everyone kind of knew deep down that there's no way of him coming. It weren't um, a cynical plight to sell more season tickets at the time, was it? I, <laughs> was it? I'm not a clue. Was it? Was it just be playing daft? Be? I'm not a clue. It's disaster. It's, it's frazzled my brain. I tell you, over the last month or two. It's, it's, uh, this, I'm just glad that it's been. It's kind of been resolved. It's been decided that. It, well, it's not been decided. He's decided. He's, he's decided. Yeah. He held the cards, didn't he? Yeah, he's decided that he, um, he's got a better offer in union. No, no one can. No one can say like. If he if he's doubled his wage or whatever he, he was going to get at Wigan, or even if they, they discuss wages, we might not, they might not have discussed wages. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. We'll, we'll discuss wages when you next come down. That's probably probably. Uh, but we don't we don't we don't. If he's doubled his wages, then fair enough. Uh, no one can complain about that. But what I don't like is how he's how he's gone about his business. What do you reckon? How do you think that Edwards has handled himself in this? Has he has he just sort of like yeah, he really goes, crapped on rugby league from a big height? Well, he has he crapped on Wigan from a big height? He goes, well, he goes, he goes on about saying stuff like he's representing rugby league in rugby union and uh, Wigan will always be his home and uh, he loves the Wigan people. They've always treated him well. Uh, Wigan, won't, Wigan I, won't let him back in the future, I don't think. If, if, if he came back in a few years and said... No. I want to come back to Wigan. They'll just they'll just look at this situation and say, uh, if you love yeah. the club that much, then you you basically crapped all over us and you you've you've disrespected yeah. the town. I'll cover this from a slightly different angle. I think he's looked at this job that he's now ahead at Wigan and thinks I can't win trophies with that squad because there's an overhaul that needs to be done at Wigan, in my opinion. Possible. There's lads which are getting towards the back end of the career. 
haven't lads that are coming up good enough to, to take the spot? Well, I think, the, the, I think quite a lot of them will come good in time. I think that's the thing that we, we know about Wigan, what they're very good at, is bringing well, well, the players from the academy. Will they give them time? You know, because I, I mean, Wigan's one of those places, it's a, you know, it's, it's a powder keg club really, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to be performing. Well, it depends. If you don't get in, you're out the door. It depends how much, how much money they get um, in the off-season to spend, because if they've not got the biggest budget to go out and spend money on five, six different players who they need, maybe it's a case of needs must that you have to bring the young guys through. I, I think that a club like Wigan, they're, they're good at bringing young players through. And I think I do think in time the young players will will be up to that standard, but I think they maybe maybe need a bit more experience, a few more games under the belt and a bit. Maybe some of them go out on loan just to give them a di- different flavour. So obviously a lot of them have been thrust straight into the yeah. Super League spotlight. Well, you've got like a Sammy Kabula who's now over at Dewsbury. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Tom Field. really well. Mm. Yeah, he's up at Workington into Cal. Yeah. Um, you've got this guy from London Scotland as well. <laughs> yeah, we've got Joe Brown and James Barron have just been loaned to uh, London Scholars. But then, you, you, you know, can I just pull you up on something? Because you said about, you know, Joe Brown. Didn't Wigan sign him from Bradford? Yeah. So is that not the same as Warrington going inside? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it is. Just wanted to get you to admit that, you know, because you can't, you can't have it all in. Yeah, but if you look in, in Super League, the, the, the amount of players that have come through Wigan's Academy in Super League. Oh, yeah, Wigan, Wigan and Wigan have built Super League. Yeah. Yeah. And St. Helens down. St. Helens have got this regular, where the Mecca players. But, yeah, I've been impressed with Morgan Smith since his debut. He's kept his place in the team. Halifax lad. Halifax lad, um, came from Siddle, um, and Oli Partington, Oli Partington has really stepped up the season, I think he made his debut last year, uh, I don't think it was the year before, I think it was in 2018. He played a few um, games in Scotland last year as well. Yeah he did, uh, and he's play, <laughs> he played a few games at Swinton as well earlier this year, uh, I think it was it was against Lee wasn't it? Got yourself Simbin. Simbin after 30 seconds after a scrap with Luke Adams over it or Toby Adams or something like that. Yeah, he had to go to Luke. So yeah, they had to do it but I, I've been impressed with the youngsters this season. They, they, they've done alright um, for Wigan. So Obviously the, the results aren't showing. So, But but, but I, I, I'll be honest here, I think that Edwards has looked at this and gone, I can't get them winning trophies with that squad. They, Possibly. Um, you know, because he's basically, I, I, I he's basically think... admitted, hasn't he? I'm not experienced enough as a rugby league coach to take Wigan on in its current guys, its current form. Yeah. But uh, the, fact, I, the I, fact that he's turned them down now, I think that means that he's turned them down in the future because he, Wigan, Wigan as a fan base, they're, they're proud, a proud club, proud supporters. And I think when, when someone's turned the back on them like that in, in a manner that's been so well publicised, I don't think... I, I, just, I, just, I just think he's, he's had a better offer in Union. And uh, yeah. he's, he's just decided to to jib Wigan off and, and go in Union uh, and stay in Union. Uh, I don't think he's he might have looked at the team, but I think he's he's the type of guy who relishes a challenge. Mm. He's got that attitude of, of Sean Wayne where uh, he wants he wants to to prove people wrong kind of thing. But he stayed in Union. I th- I just think he's got a better offer in Union, a far better offer in Union than, than what he, he would have got anywhere in rugby league or at uh, yeah. Wigan. In fact, uh, he stayed in Union, and I think. Adrian Lamb will get the job beyond uh, beyond this season. Uh, Andrew, I know he's a, a massive Wigan fan. He says, keep faith in the youngsters at Wigan. That's what I say. Agreed. I've uh, had some I, amazing yeah. times watching them come through over the years. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see. Uh, I think Sean Wayne mentioned it uh, a couple of times. Well, this is um, why you go on I'd, about I'd, youngsters so much, isn't it? Yeah, I'd love to see um, Wigan win a grand final with 17 Academy products. 
Right, a wolf. Let's move us on. Easter fixtures! Woohoo! Where's that called? Prediction time. If you want. Oh, go on, man. If you want. Easter. Can't be a bit of chocolate. Hey, look, don't talk rapper. We're not sponsored. Right, show them the back. Why, it looks like an oldie rapper, that. Uh, so, this Thursday, today, if we can ever finish the show, Castleford against <laughs> Wakefield on Sky TV. Uh, uh, I'll go with Castleford's back. And I'm going to go with Wakefield. 7.45 kick-off. Um, Wakefield to win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, London against Catalans. Catalans. I think London. Going London as well. I think we've shared the same script here. Yeah, same shirt, you can, same script. You can, see, you can see what I've written, that's what it is. Good Friday, Hull against Hull Kingston Rovers. That's a oh, TV game, 1245. Yeah, Hull FC agreed. Hull FC. There we go. We're in agreement on something for By once. Six. <laughs> Close one. Definitely. Leeds against Huddersfield. It'll be a case of who wants to lose it more in that one, yeah. won't it? Three o'clock kick-off oh, I'll go with Leeds. It's, it's, <laughs> there's not going to be much in it that will be a diabolical game to watch that how yeah. do you know I just know Dave you got your crystal balls out golden balls man we get golden balls back you got your golden ball no you're not the crystal ball uh, right okay um, you know what I'm going to go Huddersfield oh yeah see I, I, I'd yeah. go with Drew I think, I think Leeds will probably just have, just have enough especially after after the, the cup performance I think be interesting to see if he, if he keeps face with a few of them. Obviously, it wasn't as high quality an opposition as you're facing Super League going up against Workington. But I think, do, do you think he might might stick with a few of those guys who played? Hang on, hang on. You've just got him completely wiped out Workington Town, though, with that Yeah, but in, in comparison to Huddersfield, they're, they're not they're, they're, they're not at the same level. Yeah, the two the two leagues below, obviously, it's it's going to be a, a step up in quality. So it'll be interesting to see if he sticks with some of those players. Yeah. I think, uh, is it. Owen Trojan has kept his place in the squad from last week. Uh, he was on loan at Dewsbury yeah, recently yeah, as well. In yeah. fact, Dewsbury have a lot of loan players yeah, this have. season. Yeah, they have. Um, Warrington against Salford. Oh, there's only one one way this is going for me. Warrington, Salford. Warrington, <laughs> Warrington to bounce back from last week's uh, shocking defeat at St Helens and mm. uh, they'll put a big score on Salford, I think. Yeah, there's only one performance or one, one battle that we want to see on that day and I think it comes at half-time. The wire flyer, Marwan Kukash, that'll be what the fans are flocking in for. Hang on, hang on. I hope Marwan doesn't actually. I hope he can complete running the length of the field. I know. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see. I think that, that's got a few fans on the seat. Do you think he'll try and uncover the wire flyer? I think he'll try and trip him up. Right, he'll have to do yeah. it by unfair means. <laughs> so, I, I, I tell you, so you really, you don't give a stuff about the game. You just want to oh, see no, Warrington, I'll tell you then. Warrington's marketing, it brings people in. Yeah. You can get rid of your marketing for that one. Salford all the way. Come on, the boys. <laughs> Work up there. Uh, <laughs> Wigan against St. Helens. That's your TV derby from three. Saints. St. Helens, yeah. Oh, he said that through gritted teeth. Saints. Saints by plenty. He'll <laughs> <laughs> walk off in a minute. <laughs> can tell he's starting the sulks the already start bottom lips coming out 76 so. 
I've reminded him. I've reminded him. Uh, Monday, Easter Monday, we've got a whole raft of fixtures once again. Yeah. Catalans against Cassidy TV game. Five o'clock kickoff on that Ooh. one. Catalan. 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 This could be tasty. Um, I'll go with the Dragons. Yeah. Catalan. Uh, I, I think I think that game will, and it's three Catalans. I, I think that game will will heavily depend on how the uh, the Thursday and uh, Good Friday fixtures go. Though. I'm going for a good Definitely. weekend for Huddersfield in the next one because they're up against London. It's over at the wherever the stadium's called these days. The John Smiths. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Huddersfield on that one. Yeah. Oh, I, I go London. Oh, oh you're predicting two London wins. I, I think this could be. If you look look at the games they're playing, I think if they can pick up two wins now in the grand scheme of their season, this this weekend could be massive for them. Oh, they pick up two wins and, and, and yeah, and Salford get a win against yeah. Wigan as well. All of, all of a sudden, the table a few, few the weeks table ago, has turned. I say all <laughs> people people were saying a few weeks ago Wigan and Leeds would be down there. London get a few wins. Um, yeah, well, let's go there then. Salford against Wigan. I know I think you, you've already said, haven't you, regarding... Yeah, I think, I think, I think Wigan... Back on the arse. Yeah. It's, 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 I think Wigan won quite com- comfortably, didn't they, at Salford? Well, I think it was only about a month ago, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be the same again. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I, think, I, I do think Wigan, Wigan probably will have a bit too much fall, especially the fact that Salford won't be able to rotate their squad as much as maybe other teams might oh, yeah. like. So, Salford's team will be battered, won't it? Yeah. They won't have anyone bring in. They have about what three three players they could they can rest. If that, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on tipping Salford. I'm just gonna do it just in spite of Drew's face. <laughs> just game, approval on the sofa. Hull Kingston always against Warrington. Warrington. Yeah, I think I think Warrington, but I think it'll be a close game. I think Hooker and home soil is always going to be difficult, but I think yeah, Warrington by. Ten. I, I can't see Warrington. That was like a, that was like a prime minister speaking, that wasn't it? <laughs> Sitting up French, but just giving their opinion slightly. <laughs> uh, Saint Helens against Hull. Saint Helens at home in this one. Saint Helens. Saints. I, I don't. I, I don't think I'm back against Saints this season at all. No. To be honest. Uh, Wakefield against Leeds. Here's the chance. Wakefield. Here's the chance. It's got to be Wakefield. Yeah, Wakefield. I fancy Wakefield, you know. I've, I've gone completely against tipping. This the start of the year that I've had. This will be um, another game that will be, I think, will ride heavily on the fixture before and they, they, they play. I think they, it could go one or two words for Wakefield, couldn't it, without, yeah. without their half back pairing? Uh, Reynolds and uh, Hampshire could completely rip it up and impress and have a good weekend, or, or it could just not click and uh, it'll be. Leeds uh, yeah. win, but I think I'll Wakefield. Two rounds of fixtures in the Championship as well. Good Friday sees Barrow against Toronto. Barrow at home. Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Sadly, Toronto. <laughs> uh, Dewsbury against Batley. What oh. a storm. And this is 7 o'clock kickoff on Good Friday. Yeah. Uh... Ooh, it's a tough one. It's, it's a tough one, this. There's not much separating the sides, is there? It's at Dewsbury, if that helps. I'll go with Dewsbury then. I, I, I'll play devil's advocate, I'll go Batley. I'll go with Dewsbury, because Bat- Batley have been very inconsistent, haven't they, so far? So far. Yeah. Obviously, they, be, they, they had a good result against Witness a couple of weeks ago, then obviously they've lost in the Challenge Cup. I think they'll be smarting from that, so I'm going Batley. Yeah. Uh, Featherstone against York is your Owl League presentation at 6pm on Good Friday. 
This is a, this is a close one. But uh, every game's close in the championship, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with. Oh, I'm further still have just signed Dan Chisholm on loan from Bradford. They have, yeah, um, yeah. Is he fit? Yeah, I think he's fit. I think he's had a few niggling injuries. I think, I think, I think he's played uh, one or two reserve games for, for Bradford since he came back. Yeah. I'll go Sorry with... Playing. How many half-backs did he want at Featherston? I'll, go with, I'll go with York. Okay. Yeah, I'll go York as well. I'll go Featherston. Dinches him to get the games directed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Halifax, Bradford. What a storm of that club. Be three at the over at the Be a cracker that, won't it? I think that... I'll go with Bradford. I go, I go, I go Halifax. Home advantage, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home advantage. Sheffield against Toulouse in Sheffield. Sheffield. Uh, oh. Sheffield. I've got to go with my original. You sounded like you were getting to rest. Yeah. <laughs> Sheffield too. Well, I've got to go with uh, the first choice, even though we've Ben Shepherd um, on tipping point always says, <laughs> "You're not allowed to change from your first choice." Mm. I've got to stick with my first choice. How have you managed to get a tipping point? I was just thinking that. I'll ben Shepherd coming to Liverpool Weekly. I, don't yeah, know, I, always, I was thinking of game shows and a watch. You were bringing tip, Bob Ullness in next, wasn't Tipping it? points in the chairs. They don't like you switch, do they? After, Can after I have a pee, please, please Dave? Yeah, but you had one before we started, so I'm <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I've got to go with Sheffield. Sorry to lose. I go. Uh, it's an interesting one because Toulouse are inconsistent. I'll, I'll go Toulouse. It's Olympics to lose, isn't it? It is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Swap the around there. I saw what you did. You, you try and beat, try and catch you out. You never catch a kid. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. I go to lose on that one. I fancy that. Uh, Swing to Mike from last week. Anyway, we don't you, talk you about ca- catch up with him. We don't talk about Mike. Moving on. Has he had a shave yet? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, I don't know. Mike from last week. Oh, Mike from last week. The early one. Drew's mm. <laughs> <laughs> mate, Mike. What was his second name again? Hunt. I'm gonna. Are you getting that bored because we've not done Swinton and Rochdale? Is that that's, what was coming next? That's it. Oh, it's, it's the big game of the weekend. We've got there. It's, about it. Oh, it's only taken an hour and twenty minutes to get to it. Right, Swinton and Rochdale. Swinton. Let's give them the win. Uh, all right. I'll go with opposite to James. I'll go Rochdale. I think Swinton has got too much in the bank there. Uh, and Winnie and Lee. Apparently, Witness got a few injuries on it. Yeah, Witness yeah, are very, very uh, weak at the moment. Um, because all the players think, have got in the I team. Sam Freeman, who, who enjoyed a, a stunning debut the other week, I think he's he's carrying an injury. I think he's 50 50 whether he'll play as well. Yeah. He's got four tries last yeah, week against yeah, yeah. yeah, they, they seem confident that he'll be able to play. And then, but then you've got Jaden Hatton as well. Is it Callum O'Neill? I, 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 I know they've got a fantastic academy Witness, but. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. It's a very, very young squad back at the minute. Well, uh, full time though, I mean, that's a big, yeah. that's a big difference. I'm going with Leith. Yeah, I, I'm going with Leith. Liam Hood winner? Yeah, that was good. I think Stefan Marsh, Stefan Marsh to win it for them. Uh, Stefan's done some great stuff, but unfortunately doesn't look like scoring many tries. <laughs> he's, he's very good bringing the ball out from his own line, but... Where's he been playing for Leith this year? He's been playing on the wing. Yeah. He looks more a centre to me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he I He looks like he's more comfortable. Yeah. Like, he's played two games, I think, at centre and looks a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Lee's just announced the sign of James Laithwaite as well, uh, who had uh, retired at the end of last season due to succession of injuries that he kind of suffered. But um, I hope it works out for James, because when he was coming Agreed. through at Warrington, he was yeah. a, 
He was really highly rated, wasn't he? He's highly rated. He's just been falling foul of a few injuries. He's a lovely guy, and I think I, I wish him all the best, and I hope he does get back to that form, and hopefully oh, injury-free. Great, you see, my heart is saying, that's a cute message. He's a really nice guy. Oh. Yeah, my heart is saying, he's a nice bloke. We're all nice at heart. Oh, it's only the arrogant ones who looks <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we, I, we, we wish more the best, don't we? Obviously, we don't. We don't. He's been. He changed a, his tune now while we're being so he's, nice. He's, he's been through a couple of rough years. Uh, um, so hopefully, he can. So Lee, can have a Lee with my heart. Lee. What says you? I say Lee. Oh, I say okay. Lee. Uh, Easter Monday, Batley against Swinton over at Batley. Batley, easy. Batley. Bradford at Onto Barra. Bradford. Yep, Bradford. Featherstone against Toronto, that's your sky match. Toronto. Toronto. Three seconds. You know what? I'll go Featherstone, I think. Mm. I agree with you on the other two. Yeah. But I'll go Featherstone on that one. There's some out They've been the only team that's managed to wangle two home games over the course of the season. Managed to They've managed to wangle. <laughs> oh, I think you said. thought you said something else. Let's yeah. not set him off. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't start giggling. Don't start yeah. giggling. Uh, Lee against Dewsbury. <laughs> Home match for the Centurions against Dewsbury Rams. Uh, <laughs> I'd say Lee. See, <laughs> <laughs> well, so you've started off now. Look at face. God, his bottom lips going. Rochdale against Sheffield. 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 To lose against Halifax. To lose. Oh. I I agree with all of those <laughs> that you've said. You're uh, right. And you're off against Witness. A little bit excited, aren't you? Yeah, uh, Witness, I think. I don't know, he's still have all these injuries and you don't want to catch him. Yeah, depends. A lot of these players who want to do two games in quick succession. I'll go with Witness, but I can see it going either way. I think Lucy ever had been laid and he's getting some Cavani or something. <laughs> um, but I'll go with Witness. Fair enough. I, I'll go York. No, it seems like an age since we've, we've got mentioned about the Challenge Cup. So, yeah, the draw. I think of the draw. The draw has pitted Hull against Castleford. Uh, that's going to take place Friday the 10th of May. Also on that day, Wakefield against Widnes, Dewsbury against Halifax. Hull and Cassie's on Sky, by the way. Saturday the 11th of May, Bradford against Leeds, 2.30 on BBC One. Be a good game, that. Salford and Hull KR also taking place at 2 o'clock on that afternoon. On Sunday the 12th of May, whoa, Super Sunday. Warrington <laughs> against Wigan, 2.15, BBC One. Huddersfield against St Helens, I think that's 6 o'clock kickoff on Sky. Mm. Uh, and they've not decided when can play Catalans and Doncaster yet, although I reckon it's got to take place on that Saturday length of May. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a good game, there's a lot of good ties to look forward to. You've they, got... always see, they always see it going to home draw, don't they, Catalan? Yeah. Didn't they have like Whitehaven at home last year? Uh, no, no, they went, to, they went to York, didn't they? Did they not play Whitehaven as Yeah, well, they played Whitehaven and then played York in the next one. Right, okay, yeah. They, that, play, they played Whitehaven the year before as well. It's like, yeah. it's like every year, it's good. you know it's going to be... Hey, hey, it would have been, been very tasty if it were at Doncaster. Because Doncaster would have been right up for that game. Or do you think maybe. Doncaster will take a few fans over there, maybe? Maybe. Make a weekend of it. Donny fans on the P again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, look like, you look like you think you're just like bringing back memories. <laughs> Uh, I remember those days when I was on the beer. <laughs> um, I think we've had, I think that's, that's a good set of ties, haven't we? Yeah, 
is. Apart from, uh, that's uh, a better set of tights than I've got hanging in me. Do, 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 do you think uh, in the Charles Cup the low, the teams in the lower league should be the home side against the Super League sides? It's luck of the draw, isn't it? I think. I don't think it makes much difference because I don't think there are that many people into these games these days. But do, do you not reckon it just? I don't know. Give it, give that little bit of an advantage to the well, do, lower league. But teams. then do you not think that if it's a, the bigger grounds at the Super League grounds, maybe the lower league clubs obviously get a share of the gate? I think mm-hmm. they'll be they'll be looking at the bigger stages. I know, but come on, Jed. It's not like we're Anfield going to Alloway Jones, is it? Oh yeah, admittedly, but they're still but they're still, no, I, still no, getting good figures. No, because from. from I mean, there's no guarantee that you could end up playing a game at the DW Stadium because they might yeah. switch it somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, well, from from my experience, I think uh, like Super League fans like going to them like uh, lower lower league grounds. Uh, I remember when um, <laughs> I feel like we're warming up the whole music again. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to Batley. Oh, in that hill still as this. I, re- I remember um, Wigan getting. I think it was twenty. Sixteen or twenty seventeen, I can't quite remember. Uh, they, they, they did, uh, but uh, Dewsbury, they, they drew Dewsbury in the cup at the Telly Stadium, and we get to uh, about a thousand fans down there. Do you know, because how often is it that we can play Dewsbury? Dewsbury, it's very, very rare, isn't it? And, and when they drew Swinton as well, uh, Swinton got a, a very good gate on it. it. Was a, it was like a carnival atmosphere, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I prefer it to to be honest. It just gives gives the lower league clubs that little bit of an advantage and probably a little bit more money than what they get from travelling away. I mean, I, I I have to admit, you know, because uh, as much as thought being over at Thatto playing against Dewsbury, mm. you could see some of the Dewsbury players when they came out to warm up. It's like, <laughs> what the heck have we come to? But Thatto is one of the best amateur grounds in the country as well. Mm. It's pretty well appointed, and really, really, really nice for for an amateur club. But it really did give them a bit yeah. of advantage. I mean, that was ten all at half time. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's like the no, no offense to Doncaster, but they're not they're not going to win in Catalan, are they? No. They're not. Whereas they'd have, they'd have a, a chance if they, if they were at all. Uh, but that's just my my yeah. opinion. On Again, it. I think it's just look at the draw. I can imagine if, Ka- if if Catalan had to go to Whitehaven ra- last year rather than. I I just want to mention two or three games from the previous round which took place at the weekend. Uh, Jordan Lilly coming up with the Golden Point winner for Bradford against Featherstone. It's the second time this season that only a point separated those two teams. Um, So I I believe that was a fantastic game. Again, big congratulations to Doncaster on defeating high-level opposition. I can't remember whether you both tipped it last week. Halifax against London. Halifax knocking London out. Was no, it? I, I, I predicted London, but I said I wouldn't be surprised if uh, yeah. Halifax... They, uh, they really did. And, and again, I'm always conscious that we never talk enough about Halifax yeah. on the show because they, they deserve so much credit for stuff like this. They're, they're a team like in, in between, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're on the brink of something special, but there always seems to be the brink. There always seems to be just that level between them and the next level. It's, it's a strange one with Olifant. And, and Lee were in front in their game against uh, Hull Kingston Rovers for 74 minutes mm. virtually. Um, and then, of all the people to win it, Craig Hall, the former league player as well. Just get those type of things. Typical, isn't it? Typical. Um, any other comments, Drew? Is that no, that's it. That's us done. No more comments. I think people have got bored of us. 
<laughs> Sorry, my boy. Yeah. You don't need to apologise. <laughs> right, that's us done. That's us done. We'll be back again we're next week. We're all clean now. We're golden balls. We've got a lot yeah, to do. Polish. We've got a lot to stop. We're going on about James Lee's sustenance. Are you going to be eating any uh, pairs of eggs over the weekend? I, no? I'm off for a Kinder Egg surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.